0: Welcome to the Global Council podcast, where we share our latest insights on recent developments in politics and policy in the UK, Europe and internationally. Hello, this is Elizabeth Beale, Practice Lead for Sustainability at Global Council. This morning we had a client breakfast with Mary Cray, Chair of the Environmental Audit Committee, about the circular economy and the UK's waste and resource strategy. So thank you Mary for joining us today. We were talking about Waste and Resource uh, Policy and the Waste and Resource Strategy that came out at the end of last year. But before we go into that, maybe we could start with just thinking about the overall context and where you see the role of the Sustainable Development Goals and how they provide the bigger context?
1: Well, I think the government has set itself a framework by signing up to the Sustainable Development Goals. Um, These are an ambitious set of goals that apply to everybody, everywhere. So they're for every company in every jurisdiction. And the aim is to create a planet which is sustainable, which lives within planetary boundaries and where poverty, violence and hunger... Um, are ended where everyone has access to safe drinking water, a decent home, um, decent work and where we care for our planet. So for me, um, if I was thinking about a kind of corporate approach to this, trying to map out company activity against those sustainable goals and thinking about the changes that are needed in business operations and systems in order to achieve them ahead of the regulatory curve I think is a key strategic issue for corporates at the moment.
0: Mm. And where do you see some of those major changes that need to happen? So where do you think are the key priorities where corporates should really be thinking about how to make change? I think here in
1: the UK we've had the task force on climate disclosure which has been led by the Bank of England so we are sort of thought leaders on that if you like and looking at the risks that climate change poses to our financial system, to our pensions to our investments is really critical. If we're going to change the way that finance um, is deployed and deploying it in volume, at scale, globally, into the technologies we need to achieve that 1.5 degree emission rise world. And um, But I also think we need to look at the, the systems that we use. Here in the UK, we're in the middle of a big consultation around resources and waste. The two main pillars of waste and resources strategy are the um, producer responsibility notes which were brought in in 1996 and the landfill tax which came in in 2001 and we haven't really had any new policy since then we've done bits and pieces around the edges and for me now there are these four uh, consultations going on how do we get more consistent recycling collections how do we introduce a deposit return scheme how do we uh, extend producer responsibility for packaging and um, how does this radical new tax that the Chancellor announced in budget 2018, which is a tax on, um, from April 2022, um, on all virgin plastics, how is that going to operate in reality?
0: Yep. Just picking up on that point around tax, where do you think that tax can play a role in providing both a carrot and a stick? in terms of getting some of these changes across the the board?
1: At the moment our waste model is based on a linear model which is we take things into the home we use them, um, we throw them out at the end of the day, put them out for collection they are then taken to a centre sorted and uh, exported Um, the weakness around that is the China waste ban so they've stopped taking our plastic and paper waste Um, so um, those companies have had to find other external uh, markets and our waste is now going to Indonesia, to Turkey, to Thailand, to Vietnam. Only The best case scenario is that only 95% of that export can actually be physically recycled. The rest is unrecyclable or contaminant. And what happens to 5% of a million tonnes of plastic that can't be recycled? We're seeing it ending up in the environment. So there's a rebellion from some of those receiving countries about the quality and the strategy around taking our waste. And there's a need for us to do more to recycle it at home. That's where I think forcing big companies who are plastics producers, the INEOSs of this world, to come in and to... um, reprocess and recycle here at home is very exciting and it offers a new green approach for historic old industrial sites so ports like Teesside, uh, Grangemouth in Scotland, Teesside up in the northeast and um, over in the uh, Wirral uh, in the northwest. These are the places which are associated with heavy industry and this tax gives them Uh, a reason to refit their current operations, a reason to move away from uh, high-carbon petroleum-based chemicals, and um, learning and knowledge, which will be first in the world to then export to the rest of uh, the world.
0: Hmm. And previously, the extended producer responsibility tax, there was criticism that it wasn't going back into the system to then invest in infrastructure for recycling or some of these areas. How do you see that changing if not or will it stay the same do you see that there's more potential now with the tax increasing that that can also then be invested in creating more infrastructure back here at home
1: I think that at the moment the system we have is the producers the polluters of packaging are paying only 10% of the cost uh, of recycling so they're paying 10% of the value and um, that needs to be totally flipped on its head. I want to see them paying 90%. That's what happens in other European countries. Um, and then once you ascribe a value to plastics, you won't find a single plastic bottle in the environment because you create an, a nation of litter pickers. Uh, my kids, uh, you know, community cleanups. Suddenly there's a real incentive to go out and, and find those bottles if you can turn them into money. So putting the onus back on the producers cracking down on the fraud and waste in the system which the national audit office in the report it did for my committee the environmental audit committee um to to say we're going to crack down on the criminals to crack down on who can take take waste as well because at the moment you just turn up to the environment agency say i'd like a license to remove waste with your van and and you get one there's no due diligence there's no checks there's no uh charter for you even to sign up to say what, how you're going to behave responsibly with that licence um, so at the moment the industry is plagued by um, cowboys by criminality uh, dominated by a few large players so what we need to do is work out um, how we get the capital investment we need into our own um, waste system how we have that more consistent collection and how we uh, innovate in how we deal with refuse mm.
0: And as a final question, given the massive scale of changes that are needed that you've just outlined in terms of infrastructure, changing the tax system, looking at criminals in the system, what do you think is the timeline? What's a realistic timeline to think that these changes might be made?
1: Um, The consultation closes on May the 13th um, and any Proposals for new legislation will be in uh, May's Queen's Speech um, and included in the Environment Bill um, in in the next session. So let's say the bill gets introduced November December time, Royal Assent next May. We're looking at 2022 2023 for the Deposit Return Scheme. So all of this is coming far too little, far too late. Mm-hmm. On extended producer responsibility, we have just three waste streams in the UK that we have to collect back in. Batteries, cars uh, and white goods. Um, We need to be extending that extended producer responsibility to other areas the government is consulting on fishing gear,
0: mm.
1: which is going to be compulsory from the European Union so if you bring nets out you have to bring them back in, you can't throw them overboard to fish endlessly in the oceans and destroy marine life, so that is something that if we remain in the EU, as I hope we do, or you know, have a long transition period, as it looks like we will we will have to do, and then the government is looking at other areas where EPR would be necessary, so furniture carpets, bedding fashion my plea and my wish is that we should introduce the principle of extended producer responsibility across the board and then look sector by sector at how we roll it out across our economy to create a more circular efficient economy france has 19 epr streams Mm. we have three even if the five that the government is consulting on, introducing by 2025, were introduced, we are still lagging behind our nearest neighbour. That is not good enough, so I want to see more energy, more scale, and more pace in uh, responses to this consultation.
0: Good. Well, we will cross our fingers that your wish and ours is uh, felt by the government and that things can move faster. Thank you for joining us today. For more insights, blogs and analysis, you can visit our website www.global-council.co.uk and subscribe to our mailing list. You can also follow us on Twitter at global council.